0: Hi, welcome to Rivers to Resilience podcast, where you'll be inspired, motivated and transformed whilst gaining insights and knowledge into ways that you can build and enhance your resilience. We'll be hearing from thought leaders, business leaders, celebrities and role models. I'm so pleased to be joined on today's episode with Christine Tay all the way from the USA. Christine is a financial coach. She is a money queen. She is a LinkedIn coach with over 68,000 followers. Yes, I said 68,000 followers on LinkedIn. She's also worked for Visa historically as a senior financial analyst and she is has her own podcast show, The Life and Money with Christine Tay. So Christine Share with us about, I guess, about your journey, because it sounds like you've got quite a lot of a lot of experience which can contribute towards our listeners building their resilience.
1: Yeah, thank you for such a nice introduction. So, um, yeah, as, as with most people, you know, well, Growing up in an Asian culture, you know, your meant your your life. They say is about going to school, graduating, or even getting married, right? So mm-hmm. I'm probably a rebel already, right there. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't plan, I don't plan to have kids. I did finish my education, but then like corporate America wasn't just for me. I mean, I did work, and I'm glad I finished my degree, and then I got a good job. But then, you know, you're just never satisfied. Like, um, you know, different. I go to different company, try to switch job, but it it just wasn't you. I just never felt like I belong to any company, you know, you go to work mm-hmm. nine to five and you're just yeah. like, yeah, what would I do for the next couple of years? It's like, it doesn't feel any sole purpose. Like it's like, it's just empty. I mean, I'm making the money. So, so it's like, I'm living to make money so I can mm-hmm. live my life after work and weekend. But it's like, why am I doing that? It's like four, uh, <laughs> like, you know, 40 hours at least or so you, yeah. you dedicate your life and then like how many hours left to enjoy so it doesn't sound right to me so I think like finally in 2016 um, you know I hired a, a life coach spiritual life coach at that time so I went on my spiritual journey and then right. so yeah she um, she, you know we start talking we know what I really want and I've always loved money you know personal finance not corporate finance I was yeah. in corporate finance uh, you know department but that doesn't didn't even um, fulfill me so she said you know why don't you start providing the a service because that's your gift that's what you love to do you just shine and you're just like so excited when you're doing yeah. that so so at first I was like who's gonna pay me for doing this stuff like doing cash flow management budgeting and all that because the friends that I have they're really pretty good with their money so I attracted friends in my life who was already didn't have much money problems like oh, well, you know so so yeah. it's like who has this problem so, so little <laughs> did I know that when I started I started offering that September 2016 well I started um doing it for my friends and family first for free Mm -hmm. and then just to see how I like it so I did a couple of them and then um you know they I asked them for testimonial if they're happy with my Mm -hmm. work and then I started getting um more new people coming to me once I had my website my testimonial people started reaching out to me and so so yeah and then I was like wow then then I just finally realized like there's just so like financial it lit you know, literacy is just not something that's being taught, and then like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of people that just doesn't know much about money. So it's actually quite sad. So yeah, and that's how my journey went. And then I, I was working full time still. I was going, I was working at night and weekends. So if I have to advise anyone they want to pursue their dreams, keep your day job no matter how ha- how much you hate it, while you yeah. build your side business. So do not quit your job because there's so much unknown. You want to yes, have something yes. stable you know, mm-hmm. while you build something mm-hmm. because you still have to figure out if you like it, is this something you want to do, you know, full time eventually? Is this going to make you enough money? Are you comfortable doing the marketing? And then there's so much stuff to figure out. You don't want to yeah, worry about yeah. the money in the beginning while you're figuring mm-hmm. out all the other stuff. So I did it for about two years before I finally quit my job. So I quit my job last year, May of 2019. Right. So it was like two and a, almost two and a half years and then I was so glad I did. But the only thing that I would do differently if I could, I will turn back time is that I would probably be more serious about it and I would have quit in one year but I was I was right. really taking my time and then like I wasn't really ready to give up my paycheck you know my cushy mm-hmm. job my cushy benefits and everything yeah, now
0: that, yeah. and I think that's understandable because it's, it's it's a risk isn't it and to do that requires I guess a certain amount of, of kind of confidence and you need to be resilient because we don't know what the future holds Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to be an entrepreneur, it does takes a certain amount of, you know, a, a certain type of personality because you have to constantly hustle. And yes, yeah. you need to have the emotional resiliency. And then I know you were asking me about that one. So like, I think what made me become a strong person for what I do now is because of how I was raised. Like I was pretty much independent since I was 20. Well, I was literally kicked out from my home. So I, right. <laughs> it was like I was forced to grow up. You know, I mean, twenty isn't too young, but then you know you're forced to grow up at that age, and then you're on your own. Yeah, I had to find my own place. I went to school. I was working full time, and I was studying almost full time. So my job, my life has right. all been working, working. I was I always had stable income, and mm-hmm. I was you know going to school at night, you know, finishing my degree. I didn't have a life, and then after that, then it was just all you know corporate job and then just trying to have fun after work being like Mm -hmm. you know following my hobbies doing new exciting things and just experiencing life and then over time then you realize you're like yeah like I want to do something more fulfilling for my work from where I spend the majority of my time so you just yeah it's just a part of the life phases that you go through.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay so just going back to what you shared about at the age of 20, you you had to leave your house, you were kicked out of your house. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us a bit more about that? And I guess how you coped, how you kind of successfully navigated through that season, through that chapter Mm -hmm. in your life?
1: Yeah, so so there were Three, um, you know, um, events in my life that was really hard for me. So the first one was when I was in fourth grade, I switched from one. I We moved from one city to the other. I was fourth grade. I don't know how old that is. So so I was young. And then, like, I went from this happy kid to this depressed kid because I didn't know how to mingle. I didn't have any friends, whatever. So, so nice. I was kind of... Um, I don't know, you know, it's just like, I was, I just learned to keep pushing through even at fourth grade till like, even till, till much later, I, I, I learned to shut down. But at the same time, I, I had to keep pushing through. And then like, when I moved to the United States, I was age 20. That was, you know, I was, uh, yeah, I was only eight. Uh, back in 2000. So moving to a new country from, I was born raised in the Philippines. I moved to a new country as an immigrant. Oh, took- like, so it was also a huge adjustment for me. Yeah. And then like a year, I think it was a year or two later, I was kicked out. I was in a new country and I was kicked out. So those three events was the hardest for me. And then right. it was just like, I was just lost for a very long time. Mm. So, it, uh, you know, I was I was depressed, I was lonely, I was alone. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, yeah, I mean, I just didn't have much guidance. And mm-hmm. I think like what really finally clicked was that, you know, when I started really my spiritual journey, I think maybe 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And then so, yeah, I mean, it was quite sad. I mean, if you, I think about it, it you know, it's, it's very sad when I think about it, but at the same time, you know, I, I feel like that became, made me the very strong person I am now because then, Right. yeah, because I went through yeah. all of that. It was painful, but at the same time, you know, I didn't, I didn't become homeless. I didn't go to drugs. Like other people, that's how they cope with it. For mm-hmm. me, like how I cope with it was just keep pushing and pushing through. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's not the best now that I'm learning and healing more, like, I mean, like I needed to learn to be nice to myself to nurture myself. I didn't know how to nurture mm, myself, so right. I think like once I'm, I learned to just really nurture myself mm-hmm. because like you need love too. I think the the only way I knew is like keep pushing, pushing. You know, like the hard person, yeah, the type of hard person. Yeah, keep doing, keep doing. So that's yeah. what. Got me through, but it's like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the healthiest. It got me through, but it's not the healthiest yeah. in terms of spiritually, emotionally. So mm-hmm. I'm learning now. You know, you have to be nice to. You know, like like get in touch with your heart, be nice to yourself. At the same time, yes. it's called like in you know, the masculine, and feminine energy, in you know, a polarity mm-hmm. with the night and day, yin and yeah. yang. So we have the masculine, feminine. Our masculine is about like go, 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 hustle, yeah. hustle. So I I have a very strong masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to nurture and bring out more of my feminine energy which is the nurturing loving flowing so yeah so it's a fine it's a balance between the two so Mm -hmm. I think you always need to want to balance the two of them because then yeah you know you're gonna get you know overwork or run down if you keep on running masking 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 you don't stop like how do I feel how does this make me feel am I taking Mm -hmm. care of myself so you have Mm -hmm. to learn to slow down yeah yeah -hmm. and I guess that links with emotional
0: Intelligence and resilience, and being self-aware, doesn't it? Because if you're not aware of how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. if you're not aware of what the triggers are, if you're not aware of why you're doing something, you'll just continue to do it regardless of the the consequences and whether it's detrimental um, exactly to yourself. So, so what helped you to become self more self-aware? What helped you to to kind of stop and to reflect and to, to adjust in, in the, yeah. that season
1: um, I've always been a very deep person and I always do a lot of self-reflection so it's like mm-hmm. you know I was asking what's going on so it's like that, I mean like I have a lot of blind spots too so that's just yeah. human right that's why like yes, we, we need some other people <laughs> like you know that's like there's a saying like um you know this is true like, uh, like everybody else is like a mirror of you so I think like if you're being triggered or like you're getting angry or some yeah, yeah. emotional response so there's mm-hmm. still something to be worked through as well so 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 how i've developed awareness is just i think you just i don't know i think when you have a good spiritual practice and then you're Mm -hmm. you're you meditate and Mm -hmm. you're self-aware and then you know i i have a lot you know i listen to a lot uh, spiritual podcasts i read a lot self-help books i journal so yeah all of that is I think it's a very important everyone needs a spiritual practice because I truly believe we're yeah. you know we're we're a soul having a human experience mm-hmm. and then so we're in this school called life school yeah so we're trying to like learn you know it's like a curriculum that you just keep learning and growing and growing yes yeah, yeah. no no that's yep. great and and you know I'm a spiritual
0: person and I do believe that spirituality is important to building emotional re- resilience yep. and also. Having a sense of community and a purpose beyond yourselves. So exactly. kind of focusing on your internal and your external mm-hmm. um, resources. So it's great to hear that you know you're sharing about that because I think yeah. sometimes that can be can be overlooked. But I guess when people have got spiritual beliefs or values, mm-hmm. that can be what helps you to navigate mm-hmm. through challenges. And it just makes me think of my experience and what's actually contributed to me doing what I do because when I was yeah. in my final year of university, mm-hmm. I I lost my mum suddenly. Uh and I was at, yeah, I was at about 23, 24. And I know for me that if I didn't have my faith that I, I really don't know what path I would have damaged taken. I was a very I was a focused person anyway. I'm not someone who would end up doing drugs or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. That. But, <laughs> But you know, I was in my final year of university, and if I didn't have a focus and a goal for yep, yep, my spiritual exactly. community, yeah, I do not think that I would have, would have made it through. And I, yep. sometimes I look back, I think, How the heck, how on earth did I even make it through? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I just don't know. Well, I do know, but it, it, yeah, I, I do know, but it's sometimes you go through challenges in life and you just yeah. wonder. You know yep. what was yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's yep. you know it's it's quite refreshing hearing your journey because a lot of it does resonate with me. And as you shared about being kicked out of your house at twenty, it makes me think of I guess my sister. She had a similar experience, so I you know I, I kind of understand it and get it, and, and I can see how that can have an adverse effect on you, but. I believe that when you face more challenges earlier on in life, that's what allows you to grow and become resilient. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Whereas if you've had a smooth life, no challenges, (laughs) then it's COVID, it's like... "Ah!" How do I cope? <laughs> What's this?
1: Yes. Yes. I I know some people personally, like, like, you know, they, they had a smooth, right. So they might have been grown with a silver or gold spoon, but then like yes. when life hits them, like they lost their job, whatever, then yeah. that's why they commit suicide because they don't know how to handle it. Or like, yeah like they just been dumped with a lot of challenges now as they're older, they, they just went like, it's like, they just dug a hole and they just don't know how to dug themselves out anymore because they were never trained. So I, I -hmm. guess in a way that's what I'm, you know, as, as, as sad as it is, it's like, it has taught me so much to be strong and I am yeah. always confident that I can always stand on my two feet because then yeah. it's like, it's like you're already trained unconsciously. Okay. You got to go, you got to keep surviving and I keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no. The, yeah. No. Thanks for sharing that. So what advice would you give to business owners, entrepreneurs around building their emotional resilience based on your experience? Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely number one, have a spiritual practice, okay, so I have some daily spiritual practice, so yeah practice of gratitude, attitude gratitude that's a spiritual practice too just yeah. find something that you know that you're grateful for like the easiest way easiest exercise that works for me and then what I tell people is that you just put your hand on your heart and just ask yourself like you know what will make me happy today? Mm-hmm. what am I grateful for today? you know just ask yeah. your heart because like. You know you already have the wisdom within you like our intuitions yeah. with us 24/7 It is. Use yeah. it. You know use yeah. use use it. Utilize it. It's even free because it's with you all the time. Mm-hmm. So so I think yeah I think like just always confide in yourself and then always trust in yourself and then just trust that like whatever happens in life you know uh, trust that you can you can work through it like the, the universe yeah. has your back mm-hmm. have confidence that you can figure out like i can always figure things out mm-hmm. i have confidence in myself yeah. the universe has my back so passive affirmation is very important as well mm-hmm. so you keep saying that and then like you know like of course when you say that it has to resonate with you too so mm-hmm. you don't use passive affirmation that doesn't resonate with you yeah. mm-hmm. so so yeah i think i think that's about it and i just i have an i have just not be afraid of anything that comes up, like, you know, whether a breakup, like if you got fired or like whatever, you know, then just, feel the pain and then mm-hmm. and you know that's how you build emotional resilience when you feel your emotions like too yeah. many people like for example when they break up right they're like oh they start dating again or like whatever and mm-hmm. they go drugs or, or drinking yeah. because it's so painful because what they're only doing is they're just distracting themselves <laughs> from feeling the emotion because yeah. we humans are just so good at not not wanting to feel any pain right mm-hmm. we're like we do whatever it takes to not yeah. avoid pain but the things that you're just detrimenting your growth because then mm-hmm. when you actually feel it you go inside like yes, yes it's very painful but that has a go to, to transform it's like you have to go through all this crap you come out of it like yeah like you you are you transcend to the next level so mm-hmm. so i really believe in the law of attraction so it's like we're all vibrations right so you're at this lower level like when you transcend and you work through the pain you get you become a higher and higher level mm-hmm. then you start attracting people on the higher level then you'll notice that you're actually starting more of the right people and then like mm. eventually like i want to attract you know the uh, the soulmate or the right people or even the right friends so i yeah. want them at the higher vibration
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah no, that is great thank you for sharing that so essentially what you've shared is that I guess if we want to be resilient in business have some type of daily spiritual practice exactly practice an attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. that can enhance your
1: exactly.
0: your well-being yeah um, daily affirmations as well and mm-hmm. I guess once you use those that those kind of practices that will help mm-hmm. to build your resilience and I guess what it leads us to is it's about that having that right mindset isn't it having a resilient mindset exactly. and knowing exactly. that whatever comes your way you will bounce back and telling yourself that you will bounce back you can get through this yep and um yeah no that's that's great yeah so well, I want us to think a little bit maybe I know we've kind of touched upon your personal life and your professional life and how you've kind of navigated through difficulties mm-hmm. how you've learned and how you've grown you've grown and developed through those challenges. So are there any particular kind of specific ingredients for you that kind of constitutes resilience? Any key ingredients to resilience?
1: Have a balance, you know, plan things out. Like, for example, one of the reasons why I was able to quit my job was because then I plan my finances. So I plan my retirement. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to have a plan. And then there's a balance between enjoying yourself now and plan for your future. Of course, yeah. You don't want to have the attitude like, oh, I just want to enjoy now. What if I die the next day that you end up spending all your money? And then what, 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 if you end up living till 100, 100 oh, years old? And then, and then, 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 then it's like, what are you going to do? Like, kill yourself? So it's like, <laughs> Yeah. So, so there's a, there should be a fine balance. And then, and of course, at the same time, you don't want to like, you know, there's a movement called FIRE, like call, it's called um, Financial Independence Retire Early. That's F-I-R-E. Right. So so one of the, I mean, like, you know, good for people who want to retire early, they're saving as much. But I think one of the things that I I think the downfall is that people get so cheap and frugal that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to save 80, 70, whatever, like such a high amount of savings. We're going to cut down all this and that, eat rice and beans. And then just Mm -hmm. just for the fact, just, you know, for the main reason of retiring early, it's like, what about enjoying yourself now? Because I truly believe... Balance is very, very important. You know, like, I what's the point in life if you're just trying to wait for that future thing? Like, for example, people at corporate, they're just waiting for the day they retire. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's always like for the day they retire in the future. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe that. I think, like, live your happy life now every day. You know, I believe if you're not like 80 or 90 percent happy all the time, mm-hmm. then something's off, and you need to work on yourself. You need to yeah. look at your life like, why are you not happy? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's such great advice. And it's that reflection again, isn't it? Connecting with yourself and and acknowledging that maybe you're not where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy, then maybe look at making some adjustments and, and balance. Exactly. It, it, yeah, no, it, it is key. And it just makes when you were sharing that um, you know, it's important that we shouldn't just focus on work and when we're going to retire, it makes me think about what we're what the world is experiencing now this global mm-hmm. pandemic if mm-hmm. that was the mindset that you were having you know mm-hmm. you just want to save and then at some point you're going to be able to enjoy it mm-hmm. but you know what would what what would you do in the middle of
1: this pandemic what if you you lost your job and all of that yeah. changed yep yep exactly so so i think nothing to to develop um you know i think you you need emotional support. So don't be afraid to reach out. I think a lot of people think of being vulnerable, showing vulnerability is considered weak. I Mm. think that's actually a strength because then it takes a lot of strength for you to open up your heart and Mm -hmm. share to people. And then what I've, I've realized, like, when I start to share more vulnerability with people, it actually makes you feel more connected because they feel like, oh, I trust them with something that's sensitive to me, yeah, uh, yeah. to them, and then they can connect with your humanity and then that mm-hmm. actually makes you feel closer and then I think at the end of the day, we all want all the connection, you know, like that's yeah. that's such a... It's a need, you know? Like I used it to think, is. oh, I don't need people. I don't need, I'm independent. But no, that's that's a wrong <laughs> attitude. Like, we, we need the connection. We, yes. we need people. We, we, yeah. It just makes our life a lot more happier. You need the connection with yourself, first of all. Yeah. You need the connection with people. So so I think just reach out, emotional support, and then just like ask your help. And then, and that comes from you learning to know how to speak with love. Like you can just say, um, you know, hey, um, do you have time to just like, provide a space for me to just listen mm, to me I'm just yeah. going through some stuff and mm-hmm. most people I mean you know unless they're an a-hole then most people are like <laughs> we'll provide that space yes. for you and then they'll more to be more happy to listen to you
0: yeah yeah no I, I love that because you're just so it, you're just being so real and I think sometimes in in life and just in business sometimes we can people can be quite superficial but mm-hmm. that, that's not what's going to get you through resilience exactly. or through challenging times. It is yep. about being real, laying it on the table, <laughs> laying it mm-hmm. down as it is and exactly. saying that, that you are struggling. But mm-hmm. you can only do that if you're willing to set time aside with yeah. yourself because sometimes people are so busy. You might be you know, a CEO, a manager, you're managing all of these stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're kind of chasing your goals, you're chasing the money, which is all good, but it's about that balance, isn't it? Otherwise, you're going to come up against a brick wall and you're not really going to be able to to navigate through that because mm-hmm. you're not self-aware and you're yep, not exactly resources. You've got no, well, you've got a limited support network mm-hmm. to draw upon during those challenging times. So vulnerability is, is, is yep. key. Um, exactly. Building yep, yep. No, that that's great. So what would you say has been your biggest hurdle or obstacle in life and
1: what have you learned through facing those 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 kind of challenges? My biggest challenges, but actually, I just recently went through this a couple, uh, maybe a couple months ago. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. actually healing my inner child. So that's the right. time, yeah, yeah. And if if people are not familiar with that, I know it was it was such a foreign concept to me before. But I think when you have experienced trauma from the past, mm-hmm. you know, I think most people have, you know, yeah. then you will have an inner child that needs to go through healing. And most yeah. people, and then especially from the work that I do, like as a as a uh, money coach, is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of, most of them, when they have some sort of financial issues, like, they have some traumas that they experience. So I have right. to help them with the inner child healing as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more spiritual joints. not, I'm not a therapist. So we go, I go about it as a spiritual way. So like, we, you know, like I, I had to go through my own healing too. And then mm. it was, it, it was very painful. So I think, yeah. it, I think that was because like, I put in so much shield into like, okay, I don't need anybody. I don't need mm-hmm. people, blah, blah. I, I'm on my own. So it's more because they, like, I was just protecting myself. Yeah. So, and then I was, yeah. I was actually just like, just like this we distract ourselves with, with like dating other people, drinking, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was neglecting my inner child. Right. So, so okay. I wasn't going inside. So you have to think of yourself like you're the mother And then Mm -hmm. that's your inner child that, you know, what does your inner child need? So my Mm -hmm. inner child was in pain and I was like, just literally ignoring her. That's why I felt very disconnected from myself. So I think like, when it just clicked one day and then it will take you time, you're going to have, you will go through the process. So, So when I find click to me, it's like, I cried so much and then it was just like, I I healed through it because I know I healed because then I was able to hug my inner child at first. Like she was just in pain and then she was just like, you know, there was just so much pain there and I Mm. felt through all that. Pain, and then that's how you're gonna heal. And yeah. of course, we're always there's always gonna be things that you're gonna have to heal because I mean, we're human, right? There's always yeah. things that you know we have to forgive every day, and then sometimes I do have a hard time forgiving on some days too. And then mm-hmm. that's, that's just because we're human, you know? I'm yeah. like, no, no guru, no whatever, no god, like, oh, I, I can just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm always like good, uh, good mood all the time. So, so I, that's why I say 90% if you're like happy, then yeah, that's a good goal for you to, to mm-hmm. get to
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah so essentially I guess you've had to heal your inner child and give yourself yes. that space and that's allowed you to I guess to reconnect with with yourself and it sounds like you're able to use those experiences with the I guess with the individuals that you coach um exactly.
1: as a financial coach
0: which is powerful
1: yes, yes. And, so mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, we really go deep Like my clients Like we go to their past You know, like I mean, how were they raised Most of them It's like They were raised by parents Who don't know anything About finances either So What do you think They're going to learn About from their parents? So Sometimes the parents have you know, marriage is not very good. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, and then sometimes like they get affected by their parents that they, they, you know, the parents just wasn't there for them. Mm-hmm. So they develop something that they're, they don't feel worthy of themselves. So when you don't feel worthy, then it's going to be very hard for you to actually um ask for what you want, or even like yes. ask for, you know, ask for race. It does affect you. Mm-hmm. That's why like I, I work on that because, Everything is connected. Like money and life is so connected. Like that's Mm -hmm. why like a lot of my work is very spiritual because then I work on all the uh, deep inner issues too, but on the spiritual sense. So, So it's about, you know, finding themselves like, finding their self-worth, you know, loving themselves because then when you have all that foundation, it's much easier for you to get what you want because like then you'll know what makes you happy, you know, whether that's a million dollars that will make you happy, then go for it, I'll support them or like at the very minimum that you're living a lifestyle you want and -hmm. money is just supporting that lifestyle. It's not the other way around. Like some people say, I'm going to make so much money then I'll be happy. That's the wrong way to go. You have to be happy first (laughs) before you, then you'll know, okay, what? how much money money do I really need to be able Mm. to sustain my lifestyle Mm -hmm. yeah
0: that's powerful that is so powerful and so insightful in terms of I guess the holistic approach that you take with Mm -hmm. financial coaching it's just literally for me personally has literally shifted my perception my limited Mm -hmm. perception if I'm being honest of what financial life coaching Mm -hmm. would potentially entail because when I think of you know kind of being a financial analyst it makes me just think of, of kind of mathematics mm-hmm. numbers I would not it wouldn't even cross my mind that you mm-hmm. would kind of do I guess it's like a bit of an, a, an assessment isn't it a, a kind of I'm just thinking of my role as a psychotherapist when we when I initially meet with someone we do like a longitudinal formulation so it's looking at someone's history and background mm-hmm. and upbringing and the different types of thoughts and beliefs that, that will have been developed because of the environment and how they were um, socialised and how they mm-hmm. were nurtured. And I guess all of that is relevant to, to what, you're, what you're sharing and, and what mm-hmm. you do initially when you um, work yeah. with someone as a, as, a, um, as a financial coach. But no, it's great, mm-hmm. to, great to see that it is a holistic approach and that it sounds like spirituality is something that's very important um, yep. to yourself. Which, which yeah. is quite to hear, yeah. So, how can financial literacy? How can that boost or enhance someone's resilience? And do we need to
1: be financially literate? Yes, we. Everyone needs to be financially literate <laughs> because the thing is that think about it. Okay, if you're not financially literate, let's say, then you end up getting into debt because you don't know anything about managing your money or mm-hmm. any of that sort of thing. So, let's say you get into debt. And then you don't have a good credit score, especially here in the U.S., credit score Mm -hmm. is very important. And then you're trying to look for, you know, like whatever, rental or you're trying to buy a car, whatever, then you're not going to get the best rate. So so then that's going to even make your finances even worse. And then Mm -hmm. when your finances are even worse, how are you going to feel? You might feel like, you know, you're not going to feel good about yourself and then Mm. you're going to get stressed. You might even get depressed. So then that brings to mind that it's just not good for your emotions. Like Mm -hmm. that's why financial literacy is a foundation. Of course Mm -hmm. it starts with budgeting. Budgeting is like the number one when it comes to financial literacy. You have to know where your finances go. You have to know all the ins and outs. So so yes, that is very important, you know, in in being emotionally resilient and also Mm -hmm. in your happiness in life, overall satisfaction in life. Like Everyone needs money, okay. So I don't know who keeps saying money is not important. Money is important. <laughs> it is. It makes the world go round, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. And then don't be embarrassed to like you know embrace money. Embrace wanting yes. more money. Wanting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And I think it's so long as there's this kind of a say you know money is a good servant but not a good master. And it's mm-hmm. about the relationship that you have with with the money, isn't it? Because I guess mm-hmm. some some people can use. I guess maybe use money and or to kind of purchase well, things that are not going to benefit them, yeah. in the long term. so I guess it is about what what you do with the money, so what would be maybe your top three money management tips for us um, for us during covid
1: yeah, yeah, so first of all, have a budget, so it'd be um either through a pen and paper yeah <laughs> or or I mean like whatever whatever make uh works for you. Okay. So I use a plain Excel spreadsheet that could even be a Google sheet. I mean, like yeah. you don't have to like even, you know, buy a tool. It's as simple as that. You can, the yeah. most, the most important concept in budgeting is just like, you have to know everything that goes in and out. That's right. the most important thing. Yeah. That is the most important thing. So so wh- whatever tool that is, like it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like you can have that automated tool, whatever. The concept is the same. Like you you have to be proactively tracking. It can't be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's how much money I spent, whatever. So it has to be like whenever you spend money, mm-hmm. you have to track it and actually, oh, that's how much I spent, how much is left. So you, you actually get right. to really see what's going on. So mm-hmm. I, I I you know make it mandatory for all my clients that every time money moves. They have to track it. They have to write right. that down. Either okay. type it in a spreadsheet. My my online budgeting course is teaching in Excel spreadsheet because that's what right. I use. I've been okay. using, I've had mine for, I've had a spreadsheet for the past 10 years and I mm-hmm. like it. I like it because then I can modify stuff. I mean, there's online app. If you really don't like spreadsheet, there's online app like YNAB. You know, it stands for you need a budget. And then there's also oh, okay. the other one, I think every dollar. And then there's Mint. Mint is more reactive. Uh, reactive it's not it's not proactive meaning like Mm -hmm. it just kind of tells you okay how much you've spent so so Mm -hmm. what I want is that before my clients spend even like when they're planning something I want to buy a $500 bike I want them to write that in the spreadsheet that oh $500 bike how will that affect my budget okay Right. so then also when you spend when you go out and eat out then you track that you know you track everything that goes in and out yeah Yeah. okay
0: no that that's great so any other tips in terms of how to kind of manage finances? How to manage? Well, money. I
1: mean, if you're not able to hold yourself accountable, then you know, hire a coach. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of people can't. So, so I and and you know, I think it, it it takes a very motivated person to really make change. When something you maybe want to make change, but then you just you know, you just can't. You know, you really have to work at it. And then mm-hmm. sometimes, like, you might need a coach. That so, you know, sometimes, you know, like I also hire coaches or even going to a therapist There's no shame. In yes, that yeah, yeah. No, there's not. And I guess
0: we've just got to think about all the different aspects of our lives. And if we want to excel and grow, I we, we sometimes we need guidance at different seasons yep. within our lives. And exactly, and that's, that's okay. It makes me yep. think of like you know at work, I've got a supervisor. That's quite normal and that allows me to grow and develop and I'm sure you know everyone in in, industries will have that having a mentor it's so important. Yep exactly. So are there any other any other kind of tips or any insights that you want to share in terms of resilience, financial literacy or anything that you might want to share just about about your podcast or your LinkedIn coaching?
1: Yeah, yeah. So my main business is financial coaching, and then like uh, my main social media platform is LinkedIn. I became very active um, October of last year, mm-hmm. and then it's just a platform that clicked with me. So I quickly grew from three thousand followers to now uh, almost seventy followers. And then be- as I grow, like I start having more people come to me asking me questions about mm-hmm. how LinkedIn works. So that's why I start offering the LinkedIn coaching, and then right. and yeah. what I found out through my coaching was that um there's uh, a lot of the stuff people um you know um ask is is all the same so that's why i created linkedin course instead so that way it will go from it will teach them from a to z so if you want to learn linkedin it is a really great platform to build your brand and then to also uh, find business but i don't teach people about you know getting leads by prospect by by like sending massive email that Mm sales pitches that people like so that's not the way i teach i teach about building a personal brand and other methodology on growing because you Need you need to have a bigger following enough so people can start seeing you that yeah. you will have a wider reach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that's um one and then like I'm also a tax professional. I mean, if you're in U. I'm um, for people who right. are U.S. citizen, they might not live in U.S. I also um do tax preparation only for individuals, not for mm-hmm. corporations. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Yep. No, yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> well, I'll add your details to. The Show notes for the podcast it's been great having you join me during this podcast, and I'm sure our listeners will gain a lot of knowledge and insight and all of your expertise I, I know that it will help everyone who's listening to navigate during COVID because it is difficult. A lot of people have lost their jobs, some people are furloughed, some people have been made redundant, and it, it's such a difficult time. For the economy well UK America you know globally and we we are going into a recession so I guess this is a good time to tap into a financial coach like yourself so head on over to LinkedIn and connect with connect with Christine and I look forward to joining you all in our next podcast episode have a great evening